Hello and welcome to Brand Bites with him, Frankie Gingle. And him, Matthew Fern. Where we talk design, future brands, and all things startup. Let's, Let's go. go. Hey, Frankie, how are you getting on? I'm very well. How are you? I am mega. And if you don't start saying smashing again, people are going to think this podcast <laughs> right. has changed too we'll, much. We'll, we'll bring smashing back. <laughs> bring smashing back. <laughs> like the yep. uh, song that Justin Timberlake refused to record. Yeah. How's your week been, mate? Uh, yeah, pretty good. Probably better than yours, maybe? Is that fair to say? I'm not going to lie. Gluten-free has been a tough, tough week. Yeah. Two things. One, I'm not used to having to, like, having to read packaging. Yeah. Right? So... If I want to read stuff, I will, but not having to. Secondly, like, gluten-free has not agreed with me <laughs> at all. Um, right. I was sort of expecting to have like some form of like rush of energy or um, less bloated yeah, yeah. or feel brilliant about myself or whatever it is that, that meant a lot of people went on that fad diet like five years ago of just being pure gluten-free. Um, and it sucked. It okay. has sucked. Um, gluten's in everything, yeah. right, man? Like for people that can't have gluten, I know that the market's changed massively in free from, and there's so much more for them now than there mm. was before. So, people have been suffering for a long time. Like I, I, I can't imagine what you went through. But and I know for some people it's not like a, it's not a choice. But to, I don't know why you would choose to go gluten free because it's ma- it literally has made meals really really difficult now i think yeah. a lot of the advice is all about stuff for at home but out of home eating has been a nightmare yeah like, it's like the... shopping taken like 10 times longer oh. now. online shopping is easier because of free from but physically going somewhere like go to the co-op to run out for lunch yeah yeah it's a nightmare an absolute nightmare just and... checking every single label yeah and I, I basically what i ended up doing was I ended up doing what i think a lot of people would do if they went you know uh, vegan or went something I just literally just took stuff out of the food. Like I haven't eaten a sandwich all week. I have like they just took stuff out of the repertoire. I've eaten more fruit. I've basically gone down to eating fruit, vegetables, meats, and dairy. Like, okay. Basically, just stripping stuff back. Isn't that pretty much Atkins then? Like I, I feel close I, to. I feel like I could have gone like more, more, like maybe more in depth on gluten free. But the problem for me has been. And you know this about me. I've got a really on-the-go life, right? I'm a yeah. busy guy. Always between meetings, always traveling, always, you know, it, in airports, wherever it is. And it makes it hard, like really hard to do something that requires a lot of prep for you to do it well. Yeah. Um, one thing I did discover that I really enjoy, though, <coughs> co-op make a free-from chocolate digestive biscuit right? yeah. that is gluten-free. Having worked at United Biscuits, the home of the digestive, I've saw when people first started being um, gluten free. I saw some of the products that were being launched, and they were garbage. Okay. Tell you what, this is great. Like, yeah, it tastes just like a normal digestive. Yeah. Really, really good. Um, but it was one of the few highlights, man. Like, I've just okay. found myself eating stuff I would normally eat. Um, I've been hungry as well. Like, I've felt noticeably hungrier. I haven't increased my portion size of eating other stuff, but I've been hungrier and therefore I'm not sleeping well because I'm oh. waking up hungry. Yeah. And that for me is really weird. Yeah. I'm sure over a period of time you'd acclimatize. Yeah. Yeah. I imagine. Your gut would change and you'd find better solutions. But, you know, when I looked at, you know, things, 
that you should eat or um, you know recommendations. It was like eat gluten-free grain, whole grains, right? And that sounds like a really simple choice. Eat quinoa. I'd have a microwave here, so microwaving quinoa. There was no quinoa salad that didn't have uh, gluten in it somewhere else. Um, buckwheat, sorghum, tapioca, millet, teff, arrowroot. Oh yeah, these are all regularly available at services. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. you know, thanks very much to the world who don't accommodate this. Um, but what's in all of it? Wheat, right? Wheat's in so much rye, barley. It's just everywhere. And the problem I also had was to try and stick to it. It's where my problem came. It's where my failure actually came. And I did fail once. You know, complete okay. honesty, fail once. Yeah. You've got to look at the packaging, even on stuff you wouldn't expect to have any traces whatsoever so I had a thing that was sliced apple green apple mm. and then a side sort of pot of peanut butter to dip it in by right. the way just a taste sensation <laughs> um, I ate it didn't think anything of it no the packaging was next to me I just thought oh, I'll have a look at what's in there and it said the manufacturing site or factory um, handles wheat okay and therefore if there's a gluten intolerance it should mean yeah yeah that's, that's out right so yeah even though I don't have a gluten intolerance and therefore it would have no impact on me, to do it properly, to, to try and walk in the footsteps of someone who yeah. cannot have it, um, that was a massive, massive thing. And I yeah, that's felt crazy. awful about it because it's so hard to avoid. Yeah. Um, genuinely, I can see why people become, you know, kings or queens of self-made and stuff for doing it at home because, like, it's, it's, a, it's a minefield. Mm. Um, so speaking of my failure, uh, I did promise to donate £10 for every failure to a charity of your choice. Yep. One fail, one £10 donation. Okay. Who is it going to and why do you think they need support? Um, so the charity of my choice uh, is called Launchpad. Okay. Uh, so they're a charity in Reading where we're recording this and they work to prevent homelessness. Okay. Um, so they give people that are either on the verge of uh, losing their house, their housing, or they might not ha have the necessary skills to get work to maintain the accommodation they keep in. Okay. Um, and they basically, it's all about, like not in, they do help people that are on the streets and live in rush, but they're uh, living rough, but their primary focus is on preventing that. So they help people rebuild their lives from sort of rock bottom, giving people necessary skills. They hold uh, charity events. Um, and they have uh, like a drop-in center for advice if people are worried that they might become homeless. And I think they're doing brilliant work. And I think you've probably seen personally as well, um, sort of the rise in homelessness around this area. Oh, it's been, it, it's, it's unbelievable. I think you're, so I we think can, it's a really, yeah. wealth, really, really worthy cause. And I think homelessness is a, as a topic, and I'm, we're, we're, we're riffing here in a different direction, but homelessness is a, uh, it's an issue for an entire society. It's a mm. societal crisis. It is not an individual that's let themselves down. It's a society that is allowing people to fall through the cracks. Mm. Um, and I do believe it's something that needs to be taken care of. So um, we've got great, actually, family friends um, who work in homelessness have dedicated their entire career to dealing okay. with homelessness. And I'm, I'm immensely great. proud to, to know them, let alone just the work they do. Um, and the dedication they have to dealing with that that problem. So, um, so very worthy cause, mate. Well done for choosing a good one. Ten pounds will be coming straight to you guys, and we will make sure that you're tagged on our social media because any awareness for charities is fantastic. Yeah, of course. Now that my my 
challenge for the week has come to an end. Yeah. That means yours, Frankie. Oh, I'm not looking forward to this. Beginning. Oh, no. Now, yeah. I've got the Brand Bites challenge wheel in front of me. I will, of course, be recording it as I did for mine last week. Frankie, is there anyone that you would absolutely hate to get? Um, one of the dietary ones, probably. Okay. Uh, probably caffeine-free. Okay. Or or drinking just water, just because I'm a massive coffee fiend. Yeah, no, you are you are Mr. Uh, caffeine. Any of the exercise ones I could probably live with. Um, okay. I'd probably encourage the motivation. <laughs> probably. Um, let's um, let's yeah. see. Yeah, let's what see. You get. So okay. push and record now. Cool. And let's spin the wheel, Frankie. Right. For the next seven days, you will be keto. Oh, okay. Okay, so of all of them that we had on here, yeah, this is one of the tough, the real toughies. Okay, so I think so. Keto diet or ketogenic diet, as it's known, is a very low carb, high fat diet. Um, it's very similar to Atkins in a way. Mm -hmm. um, basically, it's dramatically reducing your carbohydrate intake and replacing it with fat. It's like five percent of your diet is carbs, yeah. right? I think mine's like 5% of my diet at the moment isn't carbs. I was going to say, you're like, you're <laughs> like, if you look at Frankie, he's mainly a loaf of bread. Like he's, um, <laughs> Thanks. It is, it, the idea is to shift the body's metabolism away from carbs and towards fat. Yeah. And ketones, okay. It is, um, there are massive health benefits. It's been known to, it's been known to, to help with child's epilepsy and, and a few others, but, there are four different types, okay? So there's a standard ketogenic diet, yep. which is 75% fat, 20% protein, 5% carb. Mm -hmm. There's a cyclical um, keto diet, um, which is where you do five days of keto and two days of high carbs. You're not allowed to do that. <laughs> okay. There's the targeted <laughs> one, which is where you're allowed to add carbs after workouts. You're still not allowed to do that. Ah, uh -huh, thanks. Or the high protein keto diet, which is 60% yep. fat, 35% protein and 5% carbs. I think I'll go with uh, the high protein one. I think. I'll allow you to go with high protein because I know that oh, thank you. that's probably something that's going to be easier for you to, to, to work yeah. through. Keto's going to be tough, man. But It'll be interesting. I, I, I am really interested to hear how you get on. Um, and it's about re removing the carbs, I guess, is the first big bit and then replacing it with the right fats. Yeah. Which, interestingly, actually leads me on to Weirdly, our main topic today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, which is which is about obesity, and I think obesity now has been declared as a bigger killer than smoking in the UK. As a bigger killer. As a bigger killer than I know, smoking. I knew they were on par, and there's been big campaigns to it, make people aware of that. Um, we, I think we're, you know, we're. Um, I think we're past the point. A bit like a bit like the um, environmental crisis. I think we're past the point of this being. Like speculation, and now yeah, being yeah. it's now a crisis, genuine crisis. Yeah, and the numbers are shocking. Okay, and I'll talk about about this, you know, in pure fact rather than anything else. Fifty-eight percent of women and sixty-five percent of men mm. are either overweight or obese in the UK. It's astounding. Sixty-five percent of men, which is two-thirds, nearly, yeah. right? of the UK's male population. Aren't just a bit chubby either. Are overweight or obese. Or obese, okay. yeah. So when you think of the bell curve of statistics, yeah. okay, that the average person should be fine and that overweight, which is 
above the weight you should be or obese chronically over the weight you should be is now the norm. Mm. It's now average, more than average, to be overweight or obese. Which is, I mean, it's it's and this is blows you away a little bit. It's 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 mad when you think about it. And when when you look at the Public Health England studies, and you say that you know um, smoking uh, related illnesses count for about ten percent of deaths, right? Mm. Okay, and obesity is higher. It's staggering. When you then say, take their report and you see that 40% of NHS resources are spent on treating diseases and ailments that stem from obesity mm. and the lifestyle associated with it, junk food diets. Or yeah, yeah. 40% of the NHS. So I'm looking at a stat at the moment that says that 8.8 billion pounds a year is spent on treating type 2 diabetes. It's not type one, type two. This is and madness. Uh, two hundred thousand new diagnoses of type two diabetes are um, recorded in England every year. That's I, like, crazy. It, it's overwhelming, right? And, and I, I, I think that if you ask the average person, "Are you overweight?" the average person would probably say no. Mm. And that's the that's the scary thing here, right? But now overweight is the average. It, it, it is. Yeah. It, it, like by its statistical definition, overweight and obese is normal. So to yeah. not, you're in the minority if you are the weight you should be or less. Yeah. Or a healthy now, weight. I do not believe... Because it's not people, on aesthetics either. This no. is, we're talking about healthy weight. Yeah, we're not talking about just being like, you know, <clears throat> having a little bit of a muffin top or whatever it is, yeah. right? Or having had a big Christmas. We're talking at, about... You know, a la Ollie Shaw, yeah. <laughs> right? We're talking about, you know... and. Uh, and I am never going to be one of these people that pushes people the other way because I know of the dangers yeah. of anorexia and bulimia. And I believe, particularly with young girls, I've got two daughters, as you know, for young girls and young boys now, but young girls, body image is so, it's just rammed down their throat from social media. Yeah. And, they, and, and those are serious diseases and serious problems that need to be dealt with. So I'm not pushing people the other way. But for you to be of a healthy person, not a super athlete, a healthy person makes you a minority in the United Kingdom. Mm. Like, just hear it. Like, sink it in. If you're hearing this, right, chances are you're overweight or obese. But, um, so I have a question for you. Yeah. Do you think, as consumers, we should take responsibility for what we're eating and like you had to do for the gluten-free challenge just yeah. check the packaging check all the labeling like make sure you're not just putting junk in in your body because it's convenient or do we hold the food manufacturers responsible i think it's a massive cop-out to blame food manufacturers right okay because if i'm gonna choose mars and apologies to mars because i'm sure you're doing some good work out there but if Mars make a Mars bar, you don't have to eat it. Not every day, okay? anyway. <laughs> Not every day. A, a Mars a day makes you work, rest and play. It was probably a marketing campaign they shouldn't have done. Um, but you don't need to eat it. If you weren't buying it and consuming it, as a nation, Mars would stop making it because it didn't make them any money. Mm. So you can't blame them. No. Should they be able to mark, market to children? No. But... I think it's too much of a get out of jail clause for everyone to go, oh, okay. the government's got to do more, company's got to do more, yeah. go do it, put a sugar tax in, it's not my fault. It is. 
Yeah. You have to take some personal responsibility for eating what you eat. Okay. And choosing what you choose. So, I believe this rise in obesity comes is twofold, right? Okay, yeah. One is the cheapness and ready availability of fast food or junk food. Yeah. Okay. Right. You don't go to a services and see a number of good options. You see Burger King, KFC, McDonald's, and they advertise hard right through mm. TV and stuff. It's widely available. It's 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 affordable. Look at things like yeah. the Saver menu at McDonald's or wherever it is, or the Pound menu at, at, at Burger King or whatever they're called. Yeah, I'm not a big fast food eater, as you know, but they're hugely hugely available. It's at, easy, at easy prices, to do. Right? So convenient. Yeah. And the second part of it is the fact we've become so inactive. When I grew up, you know, just before Hitler, um, <laughs> when I grew up, we kids spent you spent your time outdoors. Yeah. You're right. You, you probably only had one TV in the house and it was normally in the living room and your parents were in charge of that. You didn't have a TV in your room. We no. didn't have PlayStation stuff. Like Nintendo was, was developed, but you didn't play it very much because it was in the on the TV in the living room that your dad would yeah, yeah. play on. You didn't have smartphones. You didn't have the internet. You didn't have stuff. And we played outside. Yeah. Right? And I believe our innocence, our, our, our childhood lasted longer than it does now. I'd, like, yeah, genuinely I'd agree. Did. I'd agree. Even up to my teens, you know, what I spent my days kicking a ball around in my garden or messing around, yeah. you, know, you know, playing football in the park, playing rugby or whatever it was, like tennis in the summer, whatever. Sport was a big thing. Going walking, taking the dog out. So that was stuff that do I know, would do. I had, I had a conversation with my mum about this um, a couple of days ago because she's a primary school teacher. And she said that um, she literally like turned her back and this child had uh, managed to scale like a rock climbing wall. Um, and they're like a pretty high one. It's like 20 foot or something. And like this is, this kid's like six, seven years old. Um, and I was like, she was like genuinely concerned. She was like unsupervised. She was literally just climbed up this. Um, and I mean, wasn't under my mum's supervision. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she was just observing it. And this girl like climbed up perfectly fine, climbed back down. And my mum was telling me about that. And I was like, you know, she probably climbs like higher trees. And my mum was like, no. When was the last time you saw a child climb a tree? And I was like, oh my God, people don't climb trees. It's madness, okay? So, <laughs> yeah. and, I'll, and I'll tell you, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to push against this with my children. The responsibility yeah. is with the parents to teach the children and have some guidelines. I took my kids to uh, Basildon Park last Sunday. Yeah. We went walking in the woods and we built a den, okay? We but they loved it. We showed them what it was, we did yeah. it, it was all that sort of stuff. I don't let my children sit in front of an iPad. I don't let them have my mobile phone. Mm. Okay. That doesn't mean that it never ever happens. If it's on a flight, we might put a film onto a, onto a tablet so they've got yeah. something to watch because it can be hard on a flight. But not every day. I watched a program last night on TV where they were talking about limiting screen time for children. And yeah. there was a boy who could only have been about three, still had a dummy in, and he was crying. His mum was recording it for the program. He was screaming, I want my tablet. I want my tablet. Wow. If a three-year-old or a four-year-old is sitting there with a tablet all the time, you've got a problem. The daughter, who was five, was watching an average of seven hours of TV a day. Wow. The yes, son, he... who was, I think, nine or ten, yeah. was playing Fortnite and Obviously. FIFA, both on PlayStation, I think it was. Mm. Uh, other consoles exist. Um, for up to eight hours in an evening. Mm. Which is the like parents the norm now, though. That's like the norm now. I remember it even in my lifetime from what I remember obviously like slightly different time that I grew yeah. up in to you because um, it wasn't in black and white yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, but I remember the government warning saying any more than 
uh, three hours of screen time a day and you could be putting yourself at risk either like inactivity or damage to your eyes mm. and I, I remember that that was even in well, I don't know probably the last 15 years and then you think now if you told someone you get three hours screen time a day you would be in the minority well so, so but the my, risk hasn't changed we're still we're just now more or we're just less active you've got like and that's it we are less active as a nation right we're just we're doing less yeah okay and people are just obsessed with social media and you know and i'm not gonna lie we use it don't we um, <laughs> yeah obsessed with social media obsessed with things like youtube and stuff but cons- they consume it because it's sedentary content you sit and let it flow into you rather than having to go and do anything it's a danger and it's something we've got to take care of as, as you know like I'm currently doing an experiment my wife and I have turned our iPhones onto black and white mode only grayscale I think it's called um, it's quite hard to find in the settings if you did it to a kid's device they, they really wouldn't be able to find it back um, it's made it so boring <laughs> Instagram in black and white is very dull Facebook okay. is you know all of them are just not look at the phone we actively choose evenings to put the phone in the drawer and not have yeah, stuff up yeah it's a good idea we you have to force yourself because these are designed these beautiful pieces of technology are designed to capture your imagination well, for as long yeah. as possible all the apps all the ads Facebook WhatsApp everything they're all YouTube they're, well, they're ingrained designed. in our lifestyles yeah. now aren't they're, they they're all designed for you to 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 engage and consume for yeah. as long as physically possible and whilst they're amazing tools they're also part of the problem I think people have just got to make incremental choices right we talked about it last week yeah like, and it is stuff like walk up the stairs at a tube station or a train station rather than get the escalator yeah it's lifts rather than uh, so stairs rather than lifts sometimes it's putting some exercise in my wife and her friends have all got those Fitbits Okay, and yeah, they're yeah. on a group that's a challenge and every week it's who's done the most steps I, I genuinely find my wife going no no I'll walk to the shops not because she's trying to save the environment not for anything else she's trying to beat her friends yeah. if competition's what's required that works, yeah. do it right but we've got to be healthier people so I mean the convenience is always there for taking the escalator or the lift or using the car to go to the shops when going back to like packaged goods or like um consumer goods like the areas we work in what yep. what could we do to make those convenient options also beneficial so yes there might be easier options but like the with uh it, it's sort of i don't know it's sort of overwhelming in a way that the obesity is literally on the rise say like proportionally to healthy snacking market increasing so well, like yeah. it should we should be making smarter choices but like are we I think, not i think i think you know percentage growth and stuff is always really positive um as an indicator of, of, of trends but it doesn't talk about scale so yes healthy snacking is growing at, at, at significant double digit growth yeah but it's from a small base it's from a category that didn't exist five years ago okay yeah really right um it's growing at pace because people are looking for better products but even healthier snacks aren't all good for you we eat too much processed food we eat too much um or pre-prepared food even even yeah. you know fast food and stuff and we're not conscious of what it is we're putting in our body and i've, I've got a small test for you frankie so we're going to play okay. a classic yeah. game of higher or lower okay yep um and, our, and this is based on fat okay 
the fat content of each of these items. So I will tell you not only a, a type of food, but I will also tell you the portion of that food. And I'll tell you how many grams of fat is in it. And then for the next one, you have to tell me if it's higher or lower. Okay. Okay. Cool. So we're going to start with one egg. One egg. Yep. A whole egg. What? How much fat do you think there is in an egg? How many grams of fat? How many grams of fat? So no, they're sort of probably equal protein to fat. I know they're high protein. I'd say probably like 30% protein, 30% fat. That's a bit of a stab in the dark. But then I don't know how what that would weigh. Uh, like 15 grams of fat. Okay, so this is going to be fun, guys, because that's it's six grams of fat. Oh, I was okay. well off. I was, that was but really high. Just to be clear, your recommended daily allowance of fat is 70. So that's 9% of your daily allowance would be a single egg. And that's like, that's not a processed food. That's a natural that's food. Just, that's just an egg. It's not a... High cholesterol, but yeah. Yeah, high cholesterol, but okay. uh, it's not the worst fat you could possibly have, I suppose. Right. Yogurt-covered raisins, 30 grams of them. So okay. a, a normal small portion pack. 30 grams, one serving. How And how many? Higher or lower than an egg? So... Okay, I think, like, I, I want to naturally say it quite low because you consider um, yogurt-covered raisins to be quite healthy. Like, yogurt's encouraged as part of a balanced diet and obviously everyone, uh, like, everyone knows the importance of fruit. But yogurt-covered raisins, they're not always actual yogurt, are they? It's sort of like this processed, synthetic, hardened, mm -hmm. yogurt-flavoured coating. So I'd actually reckon quite high. Um, you said a 30 gram serving. Yeah. It's like a decent sized full handful. Um, I'd say higher than, than an egg. the egg. Yeah, higher than one egg. Okay. It's lower. It's lower? It's five grams. Oh, wow. It's 7% of your daily allowance. Okay. Yogurt raisins, covered raisins are better for you in a fat point of view yeah and i know there are good fats and bad fats before we get all those people coming in um and if you did want to get in touch it's at brand bites pod on instagram um that's mad though shameless plug so a large handful of yogurt covered raisins is less fat than an egg okay next one a <coughs> uh, starbucks mm -hmm. low fat blueberry muffin so it's a low fat but that's low fat compared to the the high fat blueberry muffin how many, uh, so higher or lower than a uh, fistful of yogurt raisins? I'd say higher because I think low fat is still a blueberry muffin. Okay. Um, you're correct. It is higher. Yeah. It's 15 grams of 15 fat. 15 grams. It's 21% of your daily allowance. That's mad. And it's think, huge, right? The number of people who grab a muffin with a coffee think low fat mu um, muffin. So how bad's the normal one? Uh... Bad. Yeah. Can we carry on with the game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, no, really bad, man. So, um, okay. So it's crazy. A seven-inch lunchtime single portion margarita pizza. So seven inches, one of those little tiny ones you get at Pizza Hut. Yeah. Okay. Um, so how much fat? Just a margarita pizza. Just a little margarita pizza. Probably not much because the fat would only really come from the cheese, wouldn't it? Mm. And if it's quite small, you were not going to get a great deal of cheese on. So higher or lower than the muffin? I'll say lower than the muffin. Okay. You're wrong. Ah. Uh -huh. There are 23 grams of fat in a seven-inch 
margarita pizza. That's a third of your daily That's allowance. That's a third of your... A oh. third of your daily allowance on what they call better stop a having... snack, <laughs> a personal snack size pizza. I better stop having three then. Okay. A third? That's These mad. Should, yeah. These should start getting slightly easier now. Um, a portion of mackerel. Higher or lower than the pizza. But they're quite... It's like healthy fats, but they're high... Like fish... Oily fish is quite high in... I'd say less because... 23 grams is still a ridiculous amount. You're wrong. Oh. 36 grams of fat in okay. mackerel. That's 51% of your daily allowance. So, yes, you're a good fat. I was on the right fat. lines, but then I talked myself out of it. You are. It's it's like, it's. like I was pretty shocked to, to say it's over half. And again, good ones and bad ones, but just think of fat in general, right? That's crazy, yeah. It's not about saturated, it's just total fat. Yeah. Okay, so from the 36 grams of... Uh, of uh, fat in mackerel. How about a 40 gram portion of granola with semi-skimmed milk? So a super healthy breakfast as people think of it. Yeah, you think of it. Um, milk's like some fat. I, I want to say lower because... But then I've been wrong like every other time. So do I just go the opposite of what I think? No, I'll say lower because... Yeah. Yeah. No, it is lower. It's 13 grams of fat. Okay. 19% of your daily allowance. Okay. Okay. But if you think about it, you're probably thinking that granola is a really healthy breakfast. Yeah. Um, it's also very high in sugar. Yeah. Granola yeah, yeah. is very I high in sugar is. and high in fat. So it's something you should be really aware of. So you think, oh, healthy option is still one fifth of your yeah. fat. It's, it's mad, isn't it? So you have, you have a bowl of granola and a small pizza. Yep. You, you think you've have, done... You, you've done over half your... And that would be considered, allowance. most people would consider that like an improvement to their diet. Exactly. Yeah. So from the granola, uh, 100 grams of coleslaw. 100 grams is quite a lot of coleslaw. Um, no, it's quite heavy stuff, actually. You'd be amazed by how, yeah. how much it weighs. There's a lot of cabbage and carrots and stuff in there. Um, what, was the, what was the granola you said? Granola was 13 grams of fat, 20, uh, 19%. I'd say... Lower. And you're continuing your streak of being wrong. <laughs> Coleslaw, 16 grams of fat in 100, in 100 grams of product. Oh, that's close. 23%, nearly a quarter of your daily allowance in a, what I consider a small portion. Now, I love coleslaw. That's just all the mayo and... It's all of, it's all of the stuff that goes... Creek, goes salad with cream the, um, stuff. ...with the veggies. Yeah. Okay, so we've gone from uh, coleslaw. We're now going to go to half an avocado. Um, higher, higher or lower? Uh, higher, because I know how everyone promotes the good fats in an avocado. Uh, so I'd say it's probably high in fat. Yeah. Okay. So it's lower. Oh. But only just. Okay. Only just. So it's 15 grams. Okay. Yeah. Just. Um, 15 grams uh, in half an avocado. It's very, very low in saturated fats, and it's high in good fats for you. But mm. it is just lower than that coleslaw. So, but not by much, right? So, again, really interesting there. Um, Versus the avocado, 150 grams of Greek yogurt. Um, high. I mean, it's 50-50 chance I'm going to be wrong anyway. <laughs> Keep getting them wrong. Okay, so it's a curveball. It's exactly the same. Oh, okay. So one of the issues you have with Greek yogurt is that it's high in fat. Mm. If you have Greek yogurt that says it's low fat, normally to balance the flavor, it's very high sugar. Yeah. So... Greek yogurt's a really tough one, so it's considered again to be like a healthy breakfast, but actually it's quite bad on the fat front. But that that will probably have to be 
quite like a bit of a staple for me doing the keto challenge because that's high protein, high fat, yeah, low it's carb, tough, isn't it? It's not it's not bad fats. It's not like um, it's not like the the muffin, but um, but it, it's still fifteen grams is a lot. I mean, it's twenty one percent of your daily allowance. Yeah, only right. a couple more to go. So versus okay. that Greek yogurt, mm-hmm. a single slice of salami. One slice of a product that's mainly made out of pork fat. Yeah, it's quite, yeah. Higher or lower than the Greek yogurt? Higher. And it's lower. But one slice, though. It's, yeah, it's lower. Nothing. A single slice of salami is five grams of fat. So seven percent. Has anyone grams. ever had a single no, slice no, of salami? No. In we checked in the history of the world, no one's ever eaten <laughs> yeah. one slice of salami. Yeah, we've done the research. Um, we, you can tell by our waistlines that we're in that sixty-five percent of men. Um, we've definitely not had one slice of salami and finally so one slice of salami and then a cereal bar see um, cereal bars are like deceptively high in sugar normally as well Mm. but I don't know about fats Um, higher he got one right guys it's it's (laughs) amazing it is actually six grams of uh, fat rather than five it's nine percent just like again just walking through this with you and you're a guy who works in food mm. he's a healthy lad who is conscious Ish. of what he eats yeah. <laughs> yeah, conscious of what he eats it's a minefield right yeah for fat I'm really interested to hear about your keto challenge and how well you do because I think it's going to be really really interesting because understanding for you as a guy who works out and all that sort of stuff what fats you are and are not going to, to consume I think it's going to be really really impressive yeah. Um, and it's going to be really impactful on what choices you make. Yeah, it'll be uh, interesting. Interesting, isn't it? Absolutely mental. We'll right, see. we are yeah. getting towards the end of the show, guys. Thank you very much indeed for everyone that's that's listened in. Um, I'm really excited to uh, to look into Frankie's very, very exciting uh, keto challenge and hearing how he gets on. Yeah. He will, of course, um, spend plenty of time, plenty, plenty, plenty of time updating us throughout the, uh, the course of the week. Leaves us just with one last thing, which is uh, our Legends Legends of the Week. Legends of the Week, yeah. And my Legend of the Week came from a product I discovered this week as part of my gluten-free challenge. And that is the guys at RX Bar. Okay, cool. RX, who I think are much more um, well-known to those of you that are gym-goers rather than those that are probably um, uh, less interested in high-protein products. But they they sell like high-protein snacks. Yeah, and I um, basically got to the point where I was starting just to look at the ingredients on products to try and work out what was gluten free and what wasn't. Mm. And the amazing thing about the peanut butter chocolate bar that they sell that I gorged myself on <laughs> is that it has three ingredients. Yeah, and it says it in massive white letters on the front of the pack. So forgetting the fact it's got 12 grams of protein and all this sort of stuff, it has three egg whites, 14 peanuts, two dates. And that's it. Yeah. And I knew that none of those three things contained gluten. And that was the only way that I did it. They're really, really tasty, like a natural taste. You can genuinely taste all the things that are in there. No gluten, no soy, all natural, and then low sugar and low fat. Brilliant. So actually, for me, it was a healthy alternative product there. RX got loads of loads of products out there, and they are they are brilliant. And in a market where... There are so many people pushing, pushing, pushing product with great branding, like people like, like you know, Quest, who do a 
you know, chocolate sprinkled donut flavoured thing or a Christmas or a birthday cake flavoured bar. Yeah. So it's all about bright colours and imagery. RX have gone the other way, which is simple packaging. This is no exactly nonsense, what it is on the it? Outside. Yeah. And I loved that and it made my life super easy. So thank you to the amazing, very worthy winners this week for Legends of the Week, Brilliant. RX Bar, for giving me a sweet treat I knew I could have whilst running through Paddington Station. Yeah. So, Brilliant. Thank you very much. Without having to like literally spend ages yeah. trying to find something but just diving through all like, the nutritional information the biggest loss was time um, but yeah <laughs> no, like just it was it was fantastic oh, brilliant. really really good well done guys at RX bar then amazing yeah thank you very much indeed everyone for listening to yet another episode please 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 continue to get in touch with us we love hearing from you um, and we will check in with you next week to see how Frankie gets on yeah to Janet Guyon I'll uh, let you all know yeah until next week guys have a fantastic fantastic weekend and week and we will see yeah. you next time see you next time cheers bye bye <laughs>